both have morning voice. Do I have morning? Are you just, is that your way of saying that I have morning voice? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I do just as much. I kind of like it. It's like, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Well, well I haven't is... talked to anyone yet today, so it makes sense. And I just woke up a half hour ago. Yeah. Same Z's. <laughs> <laughs> but you're giggly. <laughs> I am kind of giggly. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so what are we doing? How do we do this? Do we have a show? Um, <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's Wednesday. It's today. It's the day that it's going to be released. We're getting yeah. this to Adam, like, right after we record it, because we both have been traveling. Um, we didn't want to release another interview, which we have Quite a few. We have a stockpile. Um, yeah, because I think it's nice to break it up with you and me and interviews. Um, it just, um, I, it's really funny because I remember going back, we did, you know, we did all of our first episodes were just you and me. And then we did a couple interviews about five months in. And um, and then at some point I was just, I was like, I, I wanted a ratio of like three to one us to you know, three of us to one. Yeah. And, um, and now it's like every other one and sometimes back to back. Um, and so it's, um, so yeah, Yeah. I think we get to slow our roll a little bit and, um, we're going to slow our roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, do you, um, before we get into it, um, cause we're doing a check-in, so, you know, Mm -hmm. We get to talk about how we are. We don't really have to do it in the in the intro. Um, right. Let's do a few uh, promotions. You okay, go for it. Yeah. So, what do I have? I have um, a couple things. So, I have one retreat left for this year. We are just doing one retreat in Colorado. Um, I'll be doing it with Meadow Devore in Red Feather Lakes, Colorado, at the Shambhala. Um, Institute. Ooh. Yeah. I'm so excited. From June 8th to 11th. It is filling up. We just this past week got a whole slew of registrations. So um, grab a spot. It's going to be focused on writing. Um, It's called Rewrite. And it is all on my website. Everything's on there. Pictures of all the different rooms that you can book. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm very excited to teach in Colorado. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I have may, I have a couple things coming up. I have a voice of the body workshop in North Carolina in Lake Norman, North Carolina. Um, and then I also have one in Portland, Maine, um, in May. And then you and I are doing, are never not broken um, series of workshops in yeah. Chicago, um, Austin, 
uh, San Francisco, and then LA should be booked today and up on our sites. Yeah, and let's oh, the dates of those. So May twentieth, we're doing it at Love Story Yoga in San Francisco, and that one is I, I we're gonna have a call after this, and we're close to I, I think we're close to capping it. Capping um, it, yeah, because yeah. it's uh, it's up there in the numbers. So if you went San Francisco, I would get it um, this week. Um, the next is, uh, on the 21st in LA and we're going to be doing it with yoga works. Thank you. Yoga works. God bless you. Yoga works. Thank you. Yoga works. Thank you. Yoga works. Um, yeah, we had a hard time securing a place in Los Angeles. Um, and so that's the 21st and then we do, uh, and then we have one in Chicago on the 28th on a Sunday, um, and that one also is getting up there. Um, and then we have Suka Yoga on the 29th, and that's a smaller studio. In Austin. In Austin, and that's a smaller studio too. Um, and so what yeah, I'm saying – I think that's saying, almost booked, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if you guys want to do this, I would get on it um, this week. Uh, L.A., we've got, you know um, – a full slate, but I think the the rest of our workshops are getting pretty close to full, which is awesome um, and exciting. And um, yeah, at first I was like, yeah, I, I wanted you know I want as many people as possible in these. And then when we did Boston, <laughs> it was so overwhelming. Um, and so yeah, we um, had like sixty people, <laughs> and it was a lot. I was like yeah. fifty. It was only it was only, it was only it was fifty, right. um, but it I felt it felt like a hundred because um, it's you know it's big work. It's a lot of people. It's a mm-hmm. lot of people. So um, so yeah. All right. So then uh, I have uh, Hips and Ready School. Yeah. Um, is starting on April 27th. And this coming Monday, this Monday, uh, or no, sorry, this Tuesday, uh, we'll be doing a webinar, a free webinar to promote it. Um, and so, uh, and then the school begins on April 27th. It's an eight week program. It's a great program. I love doing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to know more about it, then go to, uh, hipsobriety.com and you can click on coaching or you can go to the hipsobrietyproject.com. Um, to find out all about it and to sign up. As long as you sign up on the hipsobrietyproject.com, you know, to be informed, you'll stay in the loop on on the webinar and um, and how to sign up for it. Um, and then for us here, um, please, please take a minute and rate us on iTunes. If you've been thinking about it, if it's on your to-do list, like I'm so sure it is. Um, now, seriously, it helps us a lot. So it just takes a few minutes. You go to iTunes, um, look up the podcast, and then just give us a rating. We're not asking for a review. Just a, a sweet little rating it helps us. Um, and then lastly, our store. We have we have new T-shirts in. Laura and I are still in the process of editing um, and redesigning, but I'm actually wearing one right now. Um, Which one are you wearing? I'm wearing the TT. Um, (laughs) I love it. Actually, my favorite one is the redesign of We Are the Luckiest. Um, I know. It's so great. It's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I feel like I should go put it on right now. Right? Um, Megan, our girl uh, that works with us on the podcast, Megan Carrier, shout out, um, designed them. Um, And um, is is also, like, done the whole thing. So, um, 
I'm really excited about this. So if you guys want some of the older t-shirts, the ones that we're doing now are going to be unisex or a bit bigger, um, Bell and Canvas. Um, and so the ones that we have been doing are Bell and Canvas, and they're 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 uh, women's tees. They run smaller. They're a bit tighter. Um, a more feminine cut. Um, and so the ones that we're moving towards are not the feminine cut. Um, they are, they're more straight up t-shirts, straight up t-shirts. And, um, I think more accessible. Um, so I, if you want the older style and some of the older designs to pretty basic, um, and designed by Laura and I, um, I get would them get them now. Yeah, we'll probably be taking on the store. I think it's been slower than we thought, but we'll probably be taking it down in two weeks. And you can get that at homepodcast.org, as well as access to all of our old episodes and links to the resources that go with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good job. Thank you. I didn't well ri- I didn't have a script. I just said that. <sighs> all. It just all came out of me naturally. Good for 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> it's 5.44. All right. Mm. So we're doing a check-in, yo. Yo, we are. Let's so do this. Where do we want to start? Oh God, I don't know. I'm like nervous because there's um I, I don't because I don't even know what's going on. I like there's so much going on and I don't even know what's going on. You know what I yeah. mean? Like what do ugh. I know. I feel okay. the same way. Okay. All right. where do you want to start? Which one you pick? Let's start with work. That seems like the easiest, and I want you to start. <laughs> Ugh, ugh. Okay, cool. Um, work is going great. I just hired a second person. Um, <laughs> hey, Jessica Jean. Um, yeah, I um, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, I like actually. Here's how I feel about work right now. Um, I'm not nervous. Not the way that I've been nervous. Um, I would never do it again. I mean, I just would never have done this if I would have known right? what the fuck this would do to my life. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a story with all the big things. All the like best things are like oh, that. Oh, my God. I am like, because we're doing, this is our, oh, my God, I think this is our sixth school. This is our sixth school. And... Um, Megan has it dialed in, like the operations of like, like, cause the steps to doing it when we launch a school and we launch, just launching alone, but actually carrying it out, I want to say is like, we, it's like a, like a three to 400 step process, uh-huh. um, like organizationally, like do this, like today I'm preparing our webinar and before we even like start promoting it, I have to go through this list of sketching out what the webinar is. She's like, you, she knows it so well. She's like, you like to do your slides first and then you like to create, <laughs> and you like to sketch out your slides She's and you amazing. do your slides and then you like to create your workbook. And then from there you like to go and do your imagery and then you build it back into the sales page. And so like, right. she, I know it cause I don't remember this shit every time I'm like, what do we do? How do we do this? Um, <laughs> And she's like, it's all set up in Austin and you just go in there and this is what I need from you today. And so it like I um but that like it started out with me like go like me um you know like freaking the fuck out like you know two years ago and like how do I do this and dying in the process and thinking that this was the most impossible thing and now it's just this thing that we do. Um and so it's it's um 
I don't know. And there's something really amazing about that. And there's something that then lends itself to thinking like, cause I'm looking right now at a wall with like 200, two to 300, 300 index cards on it. That's the sketch of my book. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and this is, it's impossible. It feels so impossible, but I'm like, but you know, know. what, like this, I've done really impossible things. And then I think about like the next steps of what I want to do. Like I, right. at the end of this year, I want to do a big rebrand and I have some ideas of where I'm like going to be taking this thing, which feels impossible, but, um, I've done impossible. And then there's also the fact that I'm like, how do you build something out like this? Like, I know, like, what roles I want to fill at certain, you know, stages and how I want to expand it, but it still feels totally impossible to do that. But then also I never thought I would be able to like a year ago, I had a a conversation with my, one of my advisors and I was showing him my financials, which were, I kind of make money for like a three month (laughs) period. And then I run out of money and I fucking pray. Um, and then this is my financial plan. (laughs) This is my financial plan. He's like, how do you pay for your help? And I used to give Megan a 10% cut on like what I made from it at like up my of my revenue and he was and like which was so like not sustainable for either of us right. and I couldn't imagine he's like you got to start paying her consistently it's like I can't float a paycheck for a year and he's like you can and you will because you got to and then I was like it's not gonna happen and then it happened I don't even remember how it happened I don't remember how it happened well it happened like you know because Megan is a fucking gem and I thought I would you know because I had to lock that shit down but (laughs) I just (laughs) I don't so anyways I guess what I'm saying is you know and I know there's a lot of people out there like when because when you start on this path like a lot of the people that I work with you know a lot of the clients and a lot of the like the you know students like they all we all have this thing in us that we want to pull out and that we want to do and it always you know because you get to this point and you cannot hide the good stuff anymore like the stuff Mm -hmm. you want to do the purpose of your life the dreams that you have you cannot shut them down anymore like part of recovery is like you know like if you go back to the Augustine Burroughs episode like his recovery was you know his new drinking was writing and a lot of us have this thing in us where when we dole the call you know like that's the thing that kills us the most and so when you get sober you have this call to do something so I know there's a lot of people that listen to this that have this call to do this other thing um, maybe like as a side project or a hobby but maybe it's a full-time job or maybe they just hate their fucking job and they want a different job or to go back to school or whatever it is and it just feels so or they impossible. don't even know it just like they can't it's like a not a this thing. thing it's a, yeah like, it's a not this yeah yeah and so it's um so the the thing to say to that is that um it is so doable it's so hard but when you can when you like do recovery like when you when you do sobriety then you start to learn how to do these really hard things and you start to learn to take leaps um and like just um so yeah so so work is i mean it's terrifying but it's not terrifying in the way it used to be terrifying um it's terrifying in new ways um but i you know like more than anything i'd say i'm owning it like i'm actually owning that i can do this i'm not playing that game anymore of like who am i to do this i'm not playing the game of i'm you know i'm i have nothing to contribute um or i'm not and i'm not playing the game of like i'm not allowed to shine which comes through in my work i'm not afraid to post selfies i'm not afraid to talk about my life Mm -hmm. i used to think i wasn't allowed to talk about my life just sobriety i remember just sobriety and i'm just more and more saying like no this is me and I'm not gonna like hide behind it because I don't think I'm worthy enough or I don't think like I because I don't you know own it and I'm just starting to own it more and it feels um 
it feels so liberating and um and it makes it more fun it makes it a lot more fun you know it's um so yeah do you think the process is fun too though like if you I mean now that you look back oh yes because it's it's so I think that's the difference between doing something that you are you know meant to do I hate saying it like that but doing something that is your is your uh, is your thing and versus not is the process itself is like you're willing to do every like the shittiest yeah you know things yeah even those are like a ton of joy you know like uh, I'll I'll talk about that when I when I go but I mean I you have come so far now that we're talking about it I realize like you don't I don't even know when your school is going on now because there's really no change like I know you'll say things here and there because you're not (laughs) dying you know you used to like literally not be able to talk on Mondays you wouldn't be able to talk on like the days where you had class and the days where you had you know you wouldn't be able to talk you had like a lot more it it was like nervous it was nervous energy and it took I mean I used to I mean it made me sick I mean I know um yeah, but it is. But you're right. No, I mean, I love like I loved I love the scrappiness of it. I mean, that was my you know, that was my background was scrappy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's what mm-hmm. I did for for years. And I, I love, you know, like we're creating our own, you know, we have our own wiki now. And I love building this stuff just like I loved Me building too. it when I was at my old company, you know, and just like like and and remembering when you know like it's mm-hmm. so many pictures of Meg and I along the way like remember when uh remember when we both couldn't pay rent um you know and uh remember when I you know lived with my mom and used to take client calls from my like I mean just remember wins are really mm-hmm. really special um and like I said I would never like if I would have known what the path looked like it would have been terrifying, you know, and thank well, God yeah, I didn't you wouldn't know. do it. I wouldn't do it. It's thank like God. sobriety. I wouldn't have done it if I would have known. I seriously wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I the, oh. But let's clear Let's like clarify that, though. You, you mean meaning as it's so much work, right? Like, but it's also like so deeply rewarding. But there's totally. just you can't imagine you can't when you when you start out, you can't imagine doing the things that you end up being able to do like you just can't see it for yourself because you've never done it before you can't see things you've never done before um but yeah it is so yeah so work life is um it's so great like I'm happy and uh with my work life I'm not feeling I'm not in that place where I used to feel and constantly like I can't do this like I can't believe you fucking asked me to do this or I can't believe that this is like what I'm supposed to do or that I like how did I sign up for this or you know I'm not feeling that like um like this will never be easy this will never you know I'm feeling very much like I can do this I can I can make this sustainable and I love doing this and I can't believe this is my life and that I get that this this is this is what I get to do for a living um it's so fantastic um it's so good to see too yeah, it is. So, so that's my work life. How's your work life? Tell me all about it. It's funny because I haven't, I don't think about these things as a whole until we talk, you know? Yeah, I'm me thinking too. Of, I'm thinking about them all the time, but I don't. Um, so my work life, I, I'm somewhere, I'm, you know, I'm what, a year, a year, two years behind you and I'm a year this month I'm a year till I quit my since I quit my job yep it'll be this month um I gotta write about that for sure yeah 
you know, just the, the, uh, that was such a crazy time. Yeah. So I would say though, my work life is I'm in that, um, things are still, it varies very much from day to day. I have, um, I have a, I get, I'm very excited, um, about my work 95% of the time. I don't, I don't have, like, I'm excited to be doing the things I'm doing and it doesn't feel like work and I have a lot of joy around it. Um, but I'm, I do have the, the nerves of not knowing the shape. It's almost like where you were a couple of years ago, like you have these ideas and you have these feelings that you're going towards and you have things that are sort of have a shape to them, but don't really have a shape. Yeah. Um, I'm building, you know, yeah. I'm building, but it's fuzzy, are, right? Like it's, it's, it's fuzzy. fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. But there are times when it's not fuzzy. Like mm. when I'm teaching, uh, really anytime I'm teaching, even if I'm like, I'm teaching a workshop or I'm teaching a retreat or any of those, I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be. Um, even though I'm total student and I'm, and I'm still learning and I I probably will always be, I feel like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This feels right. Yeah. And, um, and I'm still doing odd things here and there to like figure it out. You know, I'm still, I take, still take like marketing consulting clients here and there and that feels fine and good. And like, I am helping someone launch their business and their brand and that feels good. And, you know, then there's the, the writing of the book, which is, feels like completely impossible. Yeah. Um, but I have the same sort of lens that you have. It's like, um, I thought it was impossible that there was no way I was ever going to be able to quit my job and do what I'm doing. That was totally impossible. I never thought I'd be sober um, you know, approaching three years ever. Fuck. Yeah. I, at some point I, I pulled out an old notebook, um, cause I liked it and I never used it or I thought I'd never used it. And at some point in this, I'm going to read one of the entries, like just a piece of it because it was written in 2012 oh. and Oh my God, this eh. poor girl. Mm. Yeah. 2012. Uh, <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah, my playlist 2012. You sucked, but your music did not. That was that was 2012. <laughs> I can't even listen to the music I was listening to in 2012. It's like mm-hmm. only Beach House. Beach House is like about it. Yeah, but like TV there. on the radio is. <laughs> I know it's so hard to listen to. It just reminds me of death, pain, pain. <laughs> pain. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. So I I feel. I feel, I don't know even how I feel. I feel excited and I feel, but I, I, it's not in shape. It's not in focus yet, my work stuff. And I do have some sleepless nights where I just think, what is happening? Like, what is, what's going to happen? Because I don't really know what it's going to look like in six months or three months or a year. You know, I just don't know Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. Um, But I'm, but at the same time, I wake up excited and I, have tons of ideas and I feel alive about it and there's a lot of joy and yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in the unknown about it. 
for the most part. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because it's you, you know, for you, like yesterday in therapy, um, Azita said she sees my trajectory. And I wanted to, I didn't, but I wanted to say, what do you see? Like, please tell me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also see your trajectory. Um, And I think, you know, I do think it's it's interesting, you know, where you were and where it is. I mean, a year is, is a long time, you know, to have stepped away from a steady paycheck of a six-figure job um, and yeah. to do it uh, on your own and, and, and to, you know, to start building this thing. And, and also it's, um, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive to see, like, um, what you've done in that time. I mean, like, from just selling, you know, your, your first thing was you sold an ebook for $6. I know. And I did a, I did a workshop and I re- at th- this month, like I think it was April 12th last year, I did my first workshop at South Boston Yoga. And I think about that. Oh my God. And how different it is when I do workshops now. It's, it's yeah. just funny. My willingness to, to do things that I, <laughs> had never done before right and you know it's so funny like when I saw this thing about I don't know like um it's been so it's been for me it's been this March was three I left my job in March of 2014 so it's been three mm-hmm. years since I started since I started doing this and mm-hmm. I remember like just I saw I gave my first workshop maybe I mean it took me a while to do something like that I think I gave my first workshop in in like two early 2000 I think it was like February 2015 but I just remember watching this Marie Forleo thing and watching her say, mm-hmm. talk about her first shitty <laughs> workshop and that everyone had to have their first shitty workshop. And she had pictures of it and it was given in her yoga teacher's basement. And she's like, and I had six attendees and like two of them were her parents. One of them Parent. was her yoga teacher. One of them was her friend. And one of them was a rando she pulled off the street and she had worksheets. And yeah, she gave them like, she's all, she used like word and she made worksheets on word and um, and it's this picture of this basement with like you know blue industrial carpeting and it's awful and um, and I just remember looking at that and I was like give your first shitty workshop just do yeah. it you know and um, and for my first workshop my first shitty workshop I spent like eighty hours writing my workbook for it and I like I spent two hundred and fifty dollars printing out the materials and like I charged people twenty five dollars for a four hour workshop. And I had no idea what the fuck. And I felt bad for them. Yvonne, my friend, our friend Yvonne flew from flew in from Seattle. And I was like, why? Yeah, <laughs> you're doing this? I'm so sorry. No, I shouldn't even charge I you. I know. I know. Like, let me give you money. And I, I mean, it was it, like it, I actually it cost me. I mean, I, you know, I, I was in the red. Um, by like $400, you know, by the end of it all, I brought them snacks. Um, you know, so, I mean, the whole point of it is like, it's, it's that I think the thing that I always am so impressed by is how when you do it, it just does get, you have to do the shitty stuff. You have to do it. it. Like you have to do the scary shitty stuff and you have to do it scrappy and you have to like also have this just like unshakable faith of where you're going. And and I do like, I have this like vision and this unshakable faith that, and, and also it's more that if I just keep putting the time in, if I just keep showing up, if I just keep doing it and, you know, and do it through the pain of it, it'll just get better and 
and I'll learn and I'll learn. I'll become a bigger container for it and I'll continue to, you know, I'll just continue to be able to do the work. And so it's more of this like this very strong knowing that if I just keep showing up and doing it, that it's going to like keep working out okay. Um, even yeah. when it feels it like shape. it's not. It continues to take its own shape. It's yeah. like show up and do do the things and also be open to what shape it's taking. And I, where you're being I mean, guided. Right? I still teach a class, like a Friday afternoon yoga class that has two to five people in it, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> I know. I teach. I do the same. Um, yeah, it is. It's very, like, it's um, it's a very, very, I would say it's like, I was thinking about it last night. It's, it's almost like it creates its own DNA. Like, it just grows into mm-hmm. the thing it's supposed to grow into with, you know, external forces. Like, you do get yes and no's. From the universe along the way. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Um, so yeah. So I think it's I think it's great. And I'm really like I, I just it's really fun to, to to watch you. And I think it's really cool that this is happening, you know, and recorded on this podcast, right? Like I know. your, your we trajectory. Have, like, this you yeah. know what's funny? I was thinking about our conversation when I remember it so clearly, because I would call you every day and I'd be like, I fucking hate my job. I'm hate it. I'm <laughs> it was just like this darkness. And you were like, okay, I know, I know. Um, but it's not gonna be this way forever. And I really couldn't see my way out of it. Yeah. Like truly couldn't see it. I remember you being like, well, what do you think is going to make the difference? I was like, I'm going to meet someone who has money. That's the only way it could happen. <laughs> possibly, which is zero, which is not even my person. It's not even what I want. Um, I, it would, it, it was just like, it, it, it seemed so impossible that I couldn't imagine it any other way, you know? Yeah. Um, that and- was my solution. You're like, really, really, Laura? Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you have an idea? Cause I don't. <laughs> and, and what happened? And it happened. At what? Well, it, I, it unfolded, not in the way I ever intended. It wasn't, I, well, I'll tell no. you what didn't happen. I didn't meet a guy <laughs> oh, who had money. a man was, with money. Is that what you meant? Is that what you were, okay. You were looking for a, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to marry someone with money. <laughs> Which I, I just do have remember to caveat that. by saying I, I don't even have that desire. Like, that's never been on my plan. I no, mean, my I grandma, know. My grandma used to say to me, like, Laura, just, Laura. just marry someone with lots of money. And I was like, that's so <laughs> awful. That was my plan. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. Um, it's not a terrible plan, but it wasn't my plan. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I so do remember does. you saying that, it was, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> do not let that be your contingency for starting your dream. Well, I'm going to re- meet a rich dude and yeah, he's going to bankroll it. Um, and I hated that. Like it was just but that's how absurd <laughs> it seemed to me. Like there's a bigger probability of that happening than me just, you know, than it figuring out it so. out. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, like the point of it is and then we'll move on. It takes risk. It takes a shit. Yeah. I mean, there is a huge risk to risk to, you know, reward payoff here. And it takes a shit ton of risk. Um, like uh, I, I posted something recently because I bought an Audi um, and I have never, ever in my life bought a new car by myself nonetheless you know without it you know like the last time I bought it I was in the dealership for like eight hours because of my shit credit for like a you know for for a a 2011 car that had 200,000 miles on it you know (laughs) 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Lord. Um, but like this, you know, I, I bought this recently and I was just like some and and some, you know, like uh, like some some people on my feed. I posted about it because I'm honest about all this stuff, you know, like um, like if I can talk about, you know, using a fork to puke. I also get to talk about my fucking Audi, you know, like, I mean, it's trade off. <laughs> we get to talk about good go. and bad. And so I and somebody and, and very innocently was like, how how did you do this? And, and my guess is that you have family money. And then somebody else commented and said, yeah, that's always been my guess is that she has family money. Probably because my lavish lifestyle here, you know, living in my, <laughs> my 700 square foot guys. box apartment, <laughs> um, you know, and my gap underwear that, you know, I wear on rotation. Um, yeah, no, but I was just like, um, no, I mean, no, my family was, you know, my dad filed for bankruptcy. My mom is handicapped and, you know, is on a fixed income. And I, I did everything. Like, she helped me with a loan, a $10,000 loan in college that I've paid her back for. Um, yep. And I just was like, this is it. Like, the truth of it is, is that I have worked my fucking ass off and I've also taken a severe amount of risk and I've also been willing to you know like I the first time I got a hotel was this year like the first time I was like couch surfing for you know, like whenever I traveled and you finally convinced me that I could get a hotel mm-hmm. um so it's like it but it is it's scrappy and it's risky and it's terrifying and it's a lot of fucking work but it is um, is so worth it. it is so worth it. And, um, you know, and you've done like you have you made this happen, you know, like there was no, you know, there was no knight in shining armor that came and mm-hmm. was like, OK, girl, I want you to do this thing. So, you know, it was <laughs> yeah, you. No, you was made not. it happen. And you took a, an extreme. You have a child um, uh, and you took a you took a, a very serious risk um, and you've worked your ass off. You've worked your ass off. Um, and so that's true. I remember riding in an Uber, um, in for one of my, I had like a client meeting in New Jersey and I remember being in the Uber. I actually posted about this. I should find it because it was so, it was so good. And she was like this crazy Uber driver who was a singer and a performer and she, she owned her own company and she was like, asking me, I don't know. We, it was one of those, you know, you just get into these conversations with Uber drivers and she's like, Oh, Oh honey, do not wait for an exit plan. Yeah. It won't happen. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to write that down right now that you said this on this day. She's like, don't wait for an exit plan. Yeah. Um, and I remembered it and, and I quit like two months later after yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You don't. You make your exit plan. You don't wait for it. You make it, you know, and you don't right. wait until it's like this perfect, secure thing. You know, Elizabeth Gilbert talks in Big Magic about don't quit your day job. And I do believe that to an extent. I don't think yeah. you can, I don't think you just throw yourself because there is a part of paralyzation that comes from having zero security. Um, there's also right. a part that lights, you know, from zero security lights a fire under your ass. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't advocate for just totally, you know, blowing shit up. But I do, I do advocate for making it making like doing whatever it can I mean I wheeled and dealed to make it happen um you know so yeah I tend to be I think she was a little too conservative on that like the way she talks about that I think about it a lot like Liz Gilbert she's like I you know I would have never quit my job to to be a writer or whatever and I don't know 
No, I think it's worth going all in. If like my like Elon Musk's autobiography is one of the Mm. best reads that you could ever like pick up. I mean, you know, if you talk about somebody that's committed, he got to a point where he was starting Tesla and SpaceX Mm. at the same time, and he basically on like almost lost both companies and every last you know every like little ounce of his entire wealth um right before they turned the corner um i mean he took an extreme amount of risk and he you know like he you know he put himself on the line for that and when i read that i read that when i was like i read it from my childhood bed when i was living with my mom you know (laughs) in my my in my childhood room with post-its on the wall you know and um and a handful of clients before you know i took my school to the next you know to the next level and I just remember like I can do like I can put this on the line I can you know like it like I can I if he can do that I can do this you know small small bit of risk and um, yeah I know anyway okay let's move on um yeah wow that's a lot to work um okay which one do you want to do next you pick when you go uh uh, uh, let's do love. I want to do love. Uh, okay, go. Um, ask me. How's your love life, babe? <gasps> it's so interesting that you ask. Um, I, you, uh, <laughs> you picked it. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I know I have something funny. to say about it. Um, yeah, so. You know, like a couple of months ago, I, ha- I wrote this post. Maybe it was like a month and a half ago. Maybe it was a month ago. Was that four weeks ago? Okay. Um, I wrote this post and it's called It's Me Not Them or something like that. And it was this kind of, uh, I booked a, a last minute trip to Rome out of She Recovers. So I'm going to be in, she, in New York for She Recovers. And then a ticket to Rome is super cheap from New York, um, especially if you buy it from like the cheapest possible carrier. So I got this this ticket to Rome and I was like, I'm just going to go for a week because I miss Rome. Like I, oh my God, I miss it so much and I need it. And my soul needs it. And so I just was like, I'm going to go to Rome for a week. Why the fuck not? And, um, and I, as I did this, I was looking for a place to stay. And then I text Francesco and I was like, Hey, like, you know, cause he, he's going to Sarbonne and I was, uh, he's not in, he's in France a lot. And so I was like, is your, you know, like basically like, is your apartment free that week? And he's like, I'm going to be there. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I went and I booked it and I just came back and I was like, hey, booked it. I'll be there in May. And he gave me a thumbs up emoji. And I was just yeah. like, um, uh, I don't it, uh, Yeah. Um, so I had this moment, I would say, of, um, you know, I had just been back to San Francisco a few days before and I had... Um, you know, when I, I got there, I'd, I'd, I'd sent, uh, I had, I had let my presence be known, uh, to Justin who lives there by sending him a, t- a text, um, flipping him off, um, in front of like San Francisco, uh, a San Francisco skyline. street. It wasn't the skyline. It was a street off the BART, Daily City probably. Um, and I just was, you know, and I had this like kind of, I'm, I'm in therapy and I'm, I'm purposely in therapy because I'm sick of my stuff with men. I'm sick of how small this part of me is and how um, wounded and little. And, and it was just like these two very, like, um, I'm a, you know, and in every other way, in many other ways, I'm, I'm 
I'm really proud of myself. And then when it comes to this stuff, I'm really embarrassed about mm-hmm. my behavior. Like I texted you, I want to, te- I want to, you know, send Justin a picture of me flipping him off. Um, when I haven't talked to him in two months since the last time I was there and he told me he didn't want to, you know, I couldn't come over and sleep with him. And, um, and then by the time you responded, I was like, done, already did it, already you know? Did it. Yeah. Um, and it felt a lot like, it really felt like, you know, that moment of when you're like, no, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm going to drink. Um, and so I, you know, uh, so I told Azita this, I'm like, and I'm, as I'm telling her this, like, she's not impressed and it's not funny and it's not cute. I mean, it's kind of funny when I tell you about it and it's kind of, you know, and then, and I'm just so mortified by my behavior. Like, and she's like, why are you, holding on to these guys and I can't let them go. They are nothing. They're not providing anything, but I can't let them go. And that's my thing. I can't let things go. I hold on to these, like to the, you know, to these crumbs of scraps, scraps, right. From men that I know I'm never going to have a relationship with like ever, never going to have a relationship with either of them. Um, I don't want to, uh, I don't, I'm not really fond of either of them. And, um, uh, and she's like, she says this thing and she's like, you know, like, uh, she holds up like, you know, in the air, like, it's like when you're cleaning out your closet and you're just kind of looking at this thing and you're like, well, I could, you know, you like, and I do that with my closet. I'm sure everybody does. You're like, yes, no. And you put it in the giveaway pile. You're like, no, no, no. I'm going to put it back in the closet. Um, yep. and she's like, what are they doing for you? And I was like, nothing. They're doing nothing. They're doing nothing for me. They it's like, like hurting they're you. hurting me. It hurts. And so, you know, so we're just kind of looking at this and she's like, you need to block, you know, you need to get them out of your life. And I feel so like it always feels like what you resist persists. And so I've always felt like this weird thing when I block them, like I should like I'm giving too much energy to it. She's like, no, 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 you're going to block them. And so I did. And, you know, and, and I moved from that and I'm in this like, you know, resolve with with both of those dudes to not talk to them again um and then what do I do I find another one that's hanging on um like immediately after you know yeah you're like "Hmm, I know who else I know there's something (laughs) right um and we he and I start talking and then um and then we eat like have a Skype conversation he lives in he lives in all He lives in Albania, and um, <laughs> it's very odd because my ex is going to Albania. This is week, it? Oh, <laughs> oh, we should. No, I'm not talking to to David anymore. I was like, we should hook them up. He's actually trying to figure out how to tell people about how great Albania is. Um, that no, wouldn't sound weird at all. Like, hey, no. I want you to meet this guy. No, yeah. um, no, but um, so yes, yeah, so this man I had a relationship with, um, who's lives in he lives in Albania now we like start talking and like about you know he's going to Russia and he asks if you know whatever Albania is not far from Italy and um and then I just like check myself on it you know Mm -hmm. and I'm like I am only investing time into talking to you because I can't stand the empty space and I can't stand the clear like I can't like I I because this is my thing um and so I this is like last week and I was like I I have to be honest with you I can't talk to you I'm talking to you because I want you to be madly in love with me and I'm like looking for this thing that doesn't exist between us um and he was like super sweet and wonderful and said lovely things and that was it and I was like we I, I can't 
put energy into this anymore. And, and then, um, and then I cleaned out my, like, and then Azita, like, you know, I was making fun of this whole idea that comes from this book called Calling in the One, where you keep your, you create a, a space for your intent, like your intended, right? You clean out your closet so that there's actual closet space. And I was like making fun of it. And she's like, um, what do you think I did? You know, like, she's like, I clean, I kept, you know, like a quarter of my closet empty for him. I cleaned out drawers for him. Um, you know, and so I cleaned up my space. I cleaned, I threw more shit out of my closet. I actually have about a third of my closet empty and I have a tiny closet and, um, and I cleared my beds. I have, I made a, I took all the books and my stuff off of the other side of my bed and, I just like created empty space for this because it's like, because first of all, like I just, I'm tired of settling, number one. And I'm tired of like giving energy into these things that are not going to like actually, that are actually not going to ever come to any sort of fruition that's going to be beneficial to me, that are just killing me, actually. Um, And then I'm just chilling in the space. And it's so weird because it's just like crickets otherwise. It's so dead. Um, And I'm chilling in that. Um, I have a date on Saturday with with one guy who seems really nice. I don't know. Um, But I'm just, I'm chilling right now. And trying to allow, like trying not to do this thing that I do, which is just, you know, force something because I just can't stand you know, this, uh, yeah, right. And and we've talked about this, like it's been a long time since I've been in a relationship. Like it's been (sighs) since 2000 and like, since like Christmas, 2010 to like early 2011, you know, it's been, it's been Mm -hmm. a really long time and, um, and I miss it. And, um, I really want a partner. Um, but I just, am, you know, I keep on coming back to the space of not, first of all, not settling. And, and second of all, not betraying myself like I do, right? Like yep. I, like just I betraying what I, what I'm asking for myself and of myself and settling for things that are far less than I would wish on any of my friends or even enemies. I don't have enemies, but you know, it's just, I, I, I'm asking for more and I'm also like and I wrote out like my bottom lines and my bottom lines are I'm looking for somebody who's able to commit like I'm not looking for somebody that is like I'm not playing the game of waiting for a man that is like um like like doing the thing like giving the man is you know like I'm actually very clear I want a man who's actually in a place where he like he wants to commit and can commit like now um because I'm there like I'm there Mm -hmm. for the right person I'm there um, and I want somebody who is followed, like somebody that I'm not questioning whether they're interested in me or not. I want a dude like that knows how to follow through. I want somebody that actually pursues me and doesn't like where I'm not like, should I text him? Should I not? Is he interested? I'm done with that. Oh. I want somebody that actually is able and capable of, of, of following through and, and letting their interests be known. Um, and locking this shit down and um, you know and I want somebody that's progressed that's on a spiritual path and I want somebody Mm -hmm. that is um, that has his own thing going on I cherish my independence so I want an independent guy that you know like where I can you know so I just like made this very clear list and I keep going back to it like every time I want to unblock Francesco or unblock 
uh, Justin or, you know, like just, you know, hook, you know, your ex-husband up with David in Albania, (laughs) you know, oh, hey, weird, funny thing, you know. Right. To keep those little connections alive. To keep it going. Right. Like, no, he's not. He's not. He doesn't make, you know, it's a six quadrant thing. Like he doesn't. He's not. He's not any of those things. You know, maybe a few of those things, actually, but he's not the whole thing. And I want the whole thing. Um, and so, um, so that's it. Like, and, and using that criteria, like in every exchange that I have at this point, because I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of making sacrifices of, of what I want. I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't, I was raised on a belief system that we fit our, we make ourselves small and we fit into the things that are offered to us, you know, and that we just, you know, and, and that we're takers. Um, that is my beliefs has been my belief system that it's, it's good enough. Don't complain. You know, like every time I can just remember this, like these conversations I would have like that, like I needed to tone myself down and I needed to, to actually like, you know, be like this different thing than what I was in order to attract a man that the thing that the qualities I had were not um, were not uh, desirable right desirable and they were going to scare men away well no not the right guy so I'm done with that whole I'm done with like thinking that I can't ask for what I want I'm done with that because I've dealt with that my whole life and it's not worked out Um, so I'm asking for what I want and I'm being very clear about it and I'm not I'm just not going to start anything with anybody you know and this guy that I'm going out with on Saturday so far you know, like I have on my profile, like I'm sober, I want, and I'm looking for someone serious. Like I'm looking for a serious relationship. He's aware of that. He read my profile, hallelujah, and um, and he immediately asked me out. And there's been follow through. You know what I mean? Like it's just like so far we're we're okay. We're hitting it okay. Um, and um, and I'm just gonna keep using those criteria to guide it. So like love life is just it's the hardest it's the hardest thing that I've had. Like it is like oh my god the work thing is hard and it's its own different way. This is like this is the most painful growing up I've had to do. Like this is okay. the most embarrassing um, or not even embarrassing coming into it's coming into contact with the most embarrassing parts of myself and and loving those parts and loving that girl that sent the middle finger picture and like saying I get it like. She's the 12 year old that you're not listening to, you know, the one that you're punishing. And, you know, and I get it like the, you know, like the I get all of it. And and it's not about like rejecting it. It's like saying like, honestly, like talking about it here. It's like it's so liberating. I I am, you know, there's parts of me that are small and wounded. And like there's no sense in and feeling wrong about that. It's just who we are, where we are, what we've got to deal with and where, you know, where we've landed and our lot and what we have to work with. And so I have a lot to work with and it doesn't mean that I'm less and it doesn't mean that like I'm pathetic. Um, you know, it means that like, it means that I'm willing to look at the places that hurt, um, Mm -hmm. and, and include them, you know, not reject them. And so, so it's going good. I'm ha- I'm proud of myself in this area, and I'm really fucking. I'm proud of you too. Yeah, and I'm 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 optimistic, and I'm ready to fall in love. Like I just like I went to Dallas with my mom. You know, Dallas is for lovers. I don't know if you know that, but like I. Is it? No, I don't know. Oh, it's beautiful. I, like, I love it. I didn't know that. No, but the whole time, you know, when you like, you know, that feeling when you get a new relationship and then you go on a trip and you're thinking about that person and it's like so yeah. expansive. Um, well, I don't have that. There was nobody, but I had that feeling the whole time, that feeling yeah. of like anticipatory, like greatness. Um, so, 
Yeah. 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 Okay, go. I think it's awesome. And you <sighs> have come so far. Oh, my gosh. I, like, I For real. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I have, and I'm going to own that. Like, I have. And I've done, but I've, I've you know, <laughs> I've done the work. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear about yours. And I really want to hear, because we haven't even talked since last night about your date. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'll talk about the date first. So I went on a date last night. Um, with a younger man. With a younger man. And against my better judgment, because I I, I, I identified a few things. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do younger men and blah, 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 whatever. Um, Why not younger date, men? Because I seem to be more comfortable with younger men who are boys, not mm. men. Because and younger like men the, can be men. They can, yes. Um, but they also oftentimes are not. And like <laughs> I I had to look at that because I'm a fucking mom and I've been married and I'm like an adult and I am <laughs> I look at men like a of you know, men and I'm like Nah. Yeah. And what is that? What the fuck is that? I don't like, know, but I I know because I do it. Yeah. I mean, like that. That's not. Um. I don't know. I. It's curious to me, and it's not really what. It's just curious. It's like, why do I think I'm 25? Do I think I'm 30? And it's not the age thing. It's like I'm at a I'm at a point in my life where I am an adult. Like. I have an adult life. I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm a grown-ass woman. And no, I, I know. But don't you think there's something – I personally found it's um, – it's like it is a matching of a maturity, I think, on some mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. And I also oh, yeah. think it's like there there is a sexiness about it. I mean, like, you know, Francesco is like 28 and, you know, I'm 38 and David is like 30. And, you know, I mean, I kind of I, – I don't know. There's also like a – there. It's it's a maturity thing, but I also think there's also – I don't know. There's something really nice about being almost 40 and dating somebody 10 years younger, right? Or no? Maybe. No, I don't <laughs> think so anymore. I, well, after, there's an I, appeal. I mean, yes, there is, I yes. guess. But um, I think for me, I don't really know what that, what all that is. But I think it's like part of my, um, it's just what I'm comfortable with. Like yeah. even my ex-husband is younger than me. Really? Um, By how much? But he's a he's a grown ass. He's man. a grown ass man. Yeah, for sure. Um, just by a few years, it's not okay. it's not like a big difference. Interesting. So, I, so I'll I'll before I talk about the date because I, there's some interesting points on the date that um that sort of play into where I am right now. Um, I I mean I we're kind of going through a lot of the same stuff. I definitely hit a wall when last time I was in California and I talked about it, the whole thing happened with the guy and the going cold and how it just kind of oh yeah, and bottomed me out. And um, <clears throat> I I bottomed out on it. Clear, I, let's I, be a little clear. We're talking about, and you've written about this, at least in, on Instagram. I can't remember if you wrote a blog post, but you came to, you were in, you had started a conversation with a guy that was really interested in you. You guys were talking on the phone. It was, it was actually like it had all these signs that we're pointing to. Um, yeah, it was, go- it was, it was good. good. And I was really excited about it. And, and then it, it shifted at some point. He, his energy shifted and he, I, I felt like, was less interested in, and I did the thing that I do where I become, I lose 
I start manipulating and, and, um, trying, I start selling myself cheap, like trying to worry more about what he thinks about me than if I even like him. It's like a complete shift. It's like, I dump, I just start to try to win the thing and try to hustle for it. It's hustling. That's what it is. And I, um, and it, and it, I stopped myself for the first time. I stopped myself and then I had to crash with what that actually is in me. And I had to like sit through it and not reach out for another thing. Like, like you were saying, I have those people too, that I, that I, <laughs> that I have, you know, like you have the, a bullpen. The, I have a bullpen. I have the old <laughs> shirts in my closet that I'm like, oh, I'll just keep this live because it's something. Um, Can't throw it And out they're yet. all, and they're all similarly painful to me. You know, they're, there's like, they're dead ends. They're, um, they're all individually like fine, good people, but they're dead ends for me. And yeah, Um, I just hit a wall where I couldn't be on it. Like I hit a wall just like uh, I did with sort of drinking. It's like, this isn't actually working anymore and it's never going to work. And it was this really stark realization. So I hit that and got my ass back into therapy, got, uh, started doing my step work again and just sort of continued to throw the book at it. And, so I'm like a month into doing all that. And I decided I would, like I decided I'll go out on this date. It was a guy I've been talking to online for, for a little while. And, um, I'm also onto myself about who I am attracted to and like really looking at that and not, you know, being aware of that. I'm, if there's a hundred guys in the room, like I'm going to pick the guy (laughs) that is going to do that thing to me. That's going to hurt that's going to be unavailable <laughs> and that I have to hustle for. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick like, that guy. see it. Like it's so I can weird. Smell it. I, I can, mm-hmm. I'm literally at a room of a hundred guys. That's the guy I'm going to pick. Yeah. And so just even online, like, like identifying that guy and being like, Nope, I want to, I want to pick you, but I'm not going to pick you. Right. <laughs> not going to fuck with it. I'm going to pick someone else. And, and that's what I did. And I went out on, um, this date and it was actually really good. It was a good experience for me. Yeah. Last night, just last night, we didn't even talk about it because we were, I was like, I'll save it for our, our show. Oh, cool. So <laughs> I want, cause I really wanted to know. Um, and I didn't know that's what you were doing. I just thought you were tired. Okay. Keep going. I was tired too. Yeah. yeah okay. So <laughs> these are the things like I, um, he was younger, is younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not that guy, you know, he's not that guy. He's at not least like Mr. Younger. No, he's not the guy I'm going to hustle for type guy. He was, yeah. just seemed like a good soul and sweet and we have like some some stuff in common easy to talk to generally just got a warm feeling from him um but not a like oh my god I want to like you know ooh type feeling yeah so I went on this date and it you know when you go into a date on it with a guy like that I wasn't nervous I wasn't I mean I had a tiny bit of nerves when you walk in because you're meeting someone the first time and it's kind of awkward but it was awkward for like two seconds and then it was fine and I, um, I, 
I was kind of on to myself the whole time, like just watching myself be on a date. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. Like not um, something like playing my silly games where I'm trying to be super cute or I'm trying to do anything. I was just like, this is, this is me. Um, and I tried to stay, you know, like present and in it. And it was meaning it was more, and I think a really great way to put this is that it was more about you than it was about him. And that, which is, which is so different. It was more about me. It was like, do I like you? Do I like that? What do I like? You know, not about how I am being reflected like I'm not, not what about he's thinking of you that. what you're thinking about him and also what you're thinking about yourself yeah yeah totally different right, right? I mean I yeah a, a completely different thing and so that felt really good like and I and it just I stayed in that the whole time and it was really pleasant like it was just it was good in a not a I don't know if I'll see him again I'm not um I I wasn't particularly like I'm sort of lukewarm on it you know what it was just it, like what did his hair look like I've got to ask <laughs> oh because right because he had the he had yeah. a lot of hair his hair is kind of cool um but he reminds me of this guy that I I can't even say I dated him it's a guy I right after my separation that I kind of fucked around with and I chased pathetically and it made no sense who had this he was like a total hippie and had this long wavy hair and he smelled like bad t-shirts all the time did this guy smell like bad t-shirts he didn't okay we were worried about that yeah we were we talked a lot about that (laughs) what does his hair smell like does he wash it yeah what does his body smell like okay smell like that (laughs) not that we're Um, not that i am anybody to judge that but um okay sorry so no, so we it, it, we was had there like chemistry? Not, was there any chemistry? Not really. Yeah, not really. Will no. you see him again? I don't think so. Okay. No. Um. But even that all said, it was still good. Good. Yeah. It was like we had a a really good conversation. It was fine. It was fun. We uh, the food was awesome, and I was like into the food. I wasn't being like you know like sometimes on dates it's so weird. You don't even like, eat the Ugh. food. And yeah, I know, I know. I was like into the food and I just felt in my body and just good. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to try to do this on a date with someone I have chemistry with. <laughs> like that'll be a different experience, you know, for yeah. me. Um, that'll be a different kind of test. But it was just, it was just a date. And it was like, no, I didn't, you know, we, he walked me to my car and we like hugged and. He was like, do you want to, do you want to do this again? I was like, maybe, do you? He's like, yeah. And then that was it. You know, it's so funny. As you're saying this, I'm just thinking about all the re- the relationships I've ended up in. I've had good first dates. You know that? Like I really? actually, yeah, 
I have. Like I like with all like all of them feel kind of magical still. Like looking back on them, um, you know, like like one it took me to meet his parents on our first date, um, mm. which was cute. And then you know, like I you know, I just like I've always had when it's when it's worked out, um, you know, because I was in relationships with these guys. And just because they ended didn't mean they weren't you know good for for time. Yeah, and, um, totally. When they've worked out and I felt good about it, um, the first date is, has always been kind of sweet and special. Um, and I think that that, like, we forget that sometimes because, oh, I know I forget it because it's been so long. Um, and also because I've, I've, you know, I really am, I'm, I settle so much. I mean, I, I actually, it's kind of weird. I don't know what's happened to me in the last seven years. I mean, I do remember a time in my life when I didn't, you know, settle entirely and I I, I, I I don't know anyway but I do I think that there is and, and I also think like then there's the other side of this which is sometimes like maybe it's not going to be you know um, maybe it's not going to be a th- you know a, um, a, a crash of thunder you know um, maybe it's going to be a crash of thunder what is it like maybe lightning's not going to strike. I know what you mean. Maybe yeah, it's a it's slow boil so and slow it's roll. different than mm-hmm. what you've, you know, what you've experienced because it, you know, I, I don't know. Like this one. Well, this-, this is the thing. I don't, I, we had this interesting conversation uh, about, I I don't know how we got here, but I was like, okay, so what are your, what's your like pattern in relationships? And it wasn't apropos of nothing. It was like, we were talking about some, something that led to that. I was like, so what's your pattern? Like who, what, what kind of feedback have you gotten about relationships? And he said some stuff and we talked about that. And, um, then he's like, so what are yours? And I was like, I really don't even know because I haven't been in that many. Mm -hmm. Like my primary relationship has been my marriage. Mm -hmm. And before that it was like, I wouldn't even, I didn't have boyfriends. And after that, I haven't, you know, I don't, and my pattern in my marriage was so, I don't think I would show up like that again because I'm so different than I was then. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't even know how to talk about that person. And and that's what I was trying to explain to him, which was totally confused. It's like, it was confusing to try to do that because it's like your mar- a marriage is a marriage. It's so different. It's like, what do you not do in your marriage? You know, like what, what kind of shit does not, you know, I could pull out a couple things, but it was, um, you know, like what one of them was like, I was very dishonest and I, uh, I compartmentalized my life completely. Like that's not how I am today. So I don't I even know what to say about that. And, I know. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was it was interesting because I really don't have a basis for like seeing a ton of patterns. I can see patterns in the men I'm attracted to. I can see I know my stuff, but I don't know what it would be like for this me to really be in a relationship. I honestly don't. It's so foreign foreign well and I have been in a lot of relationships and I mean and I and that was a totally different time in my life I was a much different person and I was entirely compartmentalized I mean I was I had all these I was I had secret you know like secret life um in a lot of the ways he was kind of mortified too he's like what does that mean I'm like well you gotta know what that means he's like no when people are like that it really freaks me out I'm like oh 
God. That's yeah. a red flag. <laughs> well, I don't interest. You know, he wasn't saying it in a jerky way. He was just like, I don't I honestly don't understand what that means. Right. Like, no, well, that's the red flag. And I'm not saying that he's it's a jerky. Oh, thing. yeah. No, saying no. No, but this, the, the, no, the major thing with him is that he is young and he's young seeming too. like that was the major takeaway I got from talking with him. I'm like, oh, you're young. You're young. Yeah. Like you don't. No, but what what I was saying anyways, but what, what I was saying is even like I don't think, you know, you say like I haven't been in relationships and and you know, and I don't think first of all, I think you have I mean, you have been married. You've been in kind of the ultimate relationship. Um and I think that regardless if you have or you haven't, um you are in the accelerated course you're and of you know life course like you are you like no matter who you were before what you were like in relationships you are not I mean I was explaining somebody was asking me about being part of my school and she's like I mean you're sober and I was just thinking what the difference is between somebody who's just starting out somebody who's a week sober, somebody who's a month sober, somebody who's three months sober, six months sober, nine months sober, one year, two years, three years. And what that means, you're a different person at one week versus one month. You're a different person from one month at three months. It's such a fast learn. It's such a sharp learning curve. Um, You change. You change entirely because every area of your life is affected. Like truly, if you're if you're if you're not if you're doing it right, but if you're if you're in the process and open to the process, there's not an area of your life that's not touched. And, no. um, and so I don't think it matters what your history is. That's we're, what I mean. All I can point to my history as like any indication of no, what I would be like. Because you're not even close to who. Yeah, I, yeah. And so it's a mystery to all of us, I think, on this side, even if you're in a marriage and your marriage sustains through your sobriety, um, you know, it's and so you're not the same person. And you can see that reflected in our friends who are married and have gone through. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Um, um, there is you have to find out who you are in a relationship again no matter where you are on this path and what you're looking for and where you've been um, right. because you're not the same and you've you're also in the you're in the accelerated course you're in the boot camp totally. totally yeah so that's more what it was it was like I don't have any patterns that I could pull out are not it wouldn't even be close to accurate because one I just wasn't I'm not I haven't been in a lot of relationships and I don't, and in sobriety, I really haven't. You know, I've been in one, I would say, with with you John. Have, yeah, yeah, but that was that was um, first year of sobriety. It was like highly dysfunctional, um, even as it was great in a lot of ways. I wouldn't say that who I uh, who I was in that relationship is necessarily indicative either of who right, I am now. Right, <laughs> right, no, right, right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but it's all just, but like, it's all. Uh, you know, it's all leading you somewhere. <laughs> all leading you somewhere. So it's more, I'm looking at it right now as like, it's not, I'm really onto myself and what my, um, what I'm, I'm watching, watching and witnessing myself. I'm, you know, really in the work. Like I'm, I'm really throwing what you said about it being the most embarrassing or the part of you that you find the most embarrassing or to come to terms with is a hundred percent my, my deal too. This was like the thing that I had to, it's the most painful thing for me. 
And I, it's a thing where I really wanted to believe that I could like bypass the work of the work <laughs> and just arrive at, at, at some place where I am confident in it. I am untouchable. I can't be fucked with. I'm some kind of badass, like whole put together person. And it's quite the opposite. It's where I'm the most immature. It's in the most wounded. I'm the most, um, vulnerable, all of those things. It's where the youngest parts of me show up. Um, and, and admitting that and really bringing myself to that point a, like this is where we start type thing has been the most humbling thing for me. Well said. And I agree. And I also love that a dumb truck was picking I know. up your trash. I was, we were talking yeah, about I have that. trash can outside. It's like, you're just taking it away. So, so yeah, that's, appropriate. I, I think my, my thing is like, um, not selling myself cheap anymore. Like, yeah. Not, not going to do that anymore. And, and <sighs> realizing that this will, this is going to take a while, you know, it is. Like, and that's fine. That's like, and it's like, I made a pro I made a promise to, you know, not to, you know, not to do it as fast as I could, but to do it as best as I could and to deal with what it is as it, as it is. You know, Gabby Bernstein posted this thing under her, um, she was, she talked at Super Soul Sunday and, um, she posted this quote and it's been on my mind this week as I've dealt with some stuff and like f with family stuff and, and, and again, just personal stuff. And you and I had a, you know, we, we had a long week. Um, and, uh, hold on. And this was, this, this quote has kind of been keeping me, um, company. Um, it's those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Ooh, I like that. Right. And with, that means to me is I am certain of the outcome in all ways, in all the ways. I, I'm like I'm certain that, that I'm okay no matter what. That that like we're actually as souls always okay. You know, our ego yeah. might not be okay, but as souls we're okay. And I am certain of the outcome that it's all working out as it needs to work out. I'm getting the lessons I need to get right. And so it's just a matter of like I when I whenever I want to rush this process, whenever like I'm like fuck you God for fucking making me. You know what I mean? Like really this again, this again. Um, it's also like, okay, but you know, like I, I can, I can actually like, I can wait. I, I can actually wait. I can actually make it through this and wait through this and be with this. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I don't feel, I, I feel that way in every other aspect. This, I, I struggle against hard and continually as being okay with it, but I, yeah. I know what you mean. I, but I have more acceptance around it than I ever did in the past like yeah. by far I I want to read this little tiny piece now because it's perfect so um okay so this is I wrote this on 8 August 11th of 2013 which was rough times man rough times <laughs> I thought it was 2012 uh, 
No. Well, 2012 was when my husband and I separated. No, I thought this post, this writing was from 2012. Oh, well, the really painful writing is 2012. I won't read that. That's like me sitting there going, are we going to stay together? Are we going to leave? I actually made a pros and cons list. I I don't know where I got that idea. It's very, like, unlike me, I must have been reading about something, but I have some really rough writing. And then it skips forward to a year later. And, um this is after I had had sort of my big bottom. It's um, after I had my DUI and I wrote a bunch of things, but one of the pieces that I wrote is I couldn't have known how totally reckless I'd become with men and how, despite my confidence, I need the approval and affection of almost any man. Like I need air or water and that no amount is ever, ever enough. Um, I didn't know that I'd find getting through basic days sometimes nearly impossible and that so many things would become painstakingly difficult to accomplish. I'd let a lot of things just go for a long time, like laundry or cleaning my car, um, that I'd crash my car and spend four hours in jail and be so scared that I couldn't even cry or face it or change anything at all, that I'd get drunk the very next night. This is the part that I felt so sad for myself. Uh, I didn't know that I would be so afraid of everything, of dark rooms, of doing all the basic household chores alone, of my own shadow, of just being in my life. I forgot that. I forgot what it was like. I was really afraid to walk into dark rooms. I was afraid of being Are in the house Are you reading by this myself. still or no? I'm done now. Oh, okay, no, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just commenting on it. Like the piece about I, when I think I haven't come far, you know, the piece I about know. that I said about men was just like, oh, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> Ouch. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. But you don't live there anymore. I, f- I don't live there. And I, and I, like I said, I feel like this is the part, it is like I just said, you know, the part that is the hardest for me. And it's the part that has been the most. It, embarrassing to admit and where I feel like I'm the most immature, but I actually have come really far. You know, when I read something like that, it's like, oof. I know. And you have, and you will continue to. I mean, it's just the, you know, it's, it's, you're not looking for bypasses. You really aren't. Um, and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not running away from any of it. You keep on looking at it. And it's just like any of these things. What do we say to people like, who are like, I, you know, drank again when I didn't want to, which is just, just keep, you just keep going, right? Like you just get back on it. You just stand up and you keep on going and you, and you learn from it as much, as best as you can. And will you make the same mistake a hundred times? Most likely, possibly. Sure. Yeah. But you don't, it doesn't mean, you know, and, and we're not the kind of people that just, you know, a lot, we're not the kind of people that sit back and, and allow, ourselves to be a victim of, you know, of, 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 uh, of our own selves of our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. We, you have a hard stop in three minutes. Is that right? Um, I'll push it to, for 10 more minutes okay. so we can do these other couple, but all right. Um, so we have sobriety and whom? Okay. Let's do sobriety. Um, I am four years sober on April, um, uh, well, April 14th, um, two days. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Damn. Um, I was in Austin when I, uh, the last time I drank and I hadn't been back to Texas until this week. Isn't that weird? That is um, weird. 
And um, not that it felt like Austin, because Dallas is distinctly different than Austin, but um, but I thought it was very, it was a, you know not on purpose. It's just random. Um, yeah. But I was I was eyeing a, a Texas shirt because um, I love Texas. I, I used to work in in Houston. I used to I was actually in Texas um, quite a bit. Uh, I used to work for Heinz Real Estate. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I, it just was, it was interesting. It was just interesting. Um, so my sobriety is, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, it is what it, like, it's, it's very weird to me that it's four years. It's all these things. I was talking to one, a, a girl that, that I know who emails, who, you know, emails you, you and I both from time to time. And she said, um, it feels so old and it feels so fresh. And, um, yeah. And, and that's how it feels. It feels so old and it feels so fresh and I don't think it'll ever not feel that way and I don't ever want it to not feel that way um either I just I I love that it feels like it's my thing and I also love that it feels like it's this entirely new territory that I'm exploring I love that I still you know think twice about not think twice but I that I you know explained to you that like the guy that I'm going on a date with knows I'm sober that's still a thing it's four years later and that's still a thing um, you know, and I was at my, I went, saw my best friend last week, um, at her home after I dropped you off, my, like my childhood best friend. And, yeah. um, and I hadn't seen her since I got sober. I hadn't seen her in four, in over four years. Um, I was so in wild. the delivery room. I didn't room. know that you literally hadn't seen her. I thought you'd seen her a couple times. No, I was in the delivery room when her son who's eight and a half now, when he was born, I was, I was, you know, like quote unquote is his godmother um and like i literally rented a car and left work to drive to be in the delivery room when her first son was born and i'd known her since we were in eighth grade um uh she's my oldest friend my oldest closest friend and um yeah we hadn't talked i hadn't she has a son who's four and i had never met him um and i went and you know like went and watched her son play Soft, I guess softball, baseball, I don't know, keyball, whatever the hell the kids play. Um, <laughs> and then I went to their home. They have this beautiful estate in Atascadero. And um, and her kids are just like Camden. Oh, my God. The baby that I, you know, was part of his life when he was a baby. Um, yeah, and he's a full kid now. He's a like full kid. And he's so sweet and just like the best kid. And Hudson, who I hadn't met, is like four. And um, they just, it was so weird. Um, and the, the weird part, too, is how... You know, they talked about how alcohol came up in the conversation. You know, like they weren't—they didn't drink at dinner or anything. It wasn't like, but it just alcohol came up in the conversation. I mean, I could almost—I almost counted them because it was so shocking to me that <laughs> that it's normal to people to drink. Um, and because uh, that's not—it's just you know, it's not that I purposely don't keep company. It's just I—it's very—it still is like, wait, you drink? Um, because <laughs> my life is so different now. Um, yeah. It's not a passing. Converse, you know what I mean? It's just not a thing I talk about or people mm-hmm. that I hang out with talk about, um, you know. So it's, it's just um, so it's fresh in that way. Right. It's fresh. Um, yeah. And then it's not fresh because it's like, oh, my God, like I can't even remember some of the things that some of the feelings I had. It's, I know. you know, like. I can't, I can't even remember some of the struggles. Um, and I, you know, and I hate that on some level. I do hate that it's, that I can't remember, um, some things. Um, and I love that I can't remember some things. So, um, so it's great. Four years and, um, 
and I love my life and I, you know, and I love, I list, I was on a podcast, um, don't freak out podcast with, uh, this girl, Allison Miko and she's great. Um, and, um, I, you know, I record interview. I do a couple interviews. Like I'm not, you know, I, I do a, a fair number, let's say like, you know, I probably like at this point, you know, one a month. And, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily like what I say. You know what I mean? Like I don't like, I'm all, and, and I, I, yeah, I go back and I listen and I'm always like, oh. but this one, I went back and I listened to it yesterday. She released it. And I was just like, I was very, I was almost is taken aback at how I was talking about this, um, what I know, um, how I understand it. And just, um, it's just, it's been a long road and we don't give ourselves credit because we can't see it happening right before our eyes. And then one day we're here and we're like, Oh, I'm this person now I've grown (sighs) into this person. And and it's hard because you don't take stock of it as it's happening. You know, you look at the things that, are still possibly, you know, a mess or awkward or, or hard or, um, and you, right. well, you move on to the next, the to next the next thing, thing. the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't take stock of where you're at and, and how far you've come. And, and, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just four years is, it's a really long time and I'm really proud yeah. of who I am. And, um, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm proud that I can even just say that without feeling guilty about it or pompous. <laughs> You know, I'm so proud of myself and I, I just am, I'm proud of myself and, and I'm proud of the work that I've done. And, um, so yeah, how's your sobriety? I love that. Um, and I remember when you posted two years, like you posted on Instagram or Facebook. I post every year a selfie with one, with a number of years written across my face. Um, yeah, I remember the two years and I was like, God damn, cause that was, I was just a few like months. Like eight months at that point, yeah. Yeah. Well, how far along are you? I forget. You're like two years and I'll, eight months? I'll be months? two years in September. I'll be three years in September. Yeah, okay. So whatever that is. Cool. Um, my sobriety feels similar. Like I, um, I had a few moments in... California, like when I was traveling and stuff where I was like, you know, when you're, you, I don't know if you feel this, but I forget that I'm someone who doesn't drink because I just don't do it. Mm. And so I would, I like went and, and sat at a um, restaurant bar to get food in Phoenix. And I was like, Oh, right. Like people drink and I don't. (laughs) What? (laughs) It surprises me that people drink, but I don't forget that I don't, I don't know. Well, it's because I'm not thinking about it all the time. So it's like, so, which is, I thought, I never thought would be the case. I'm not thinking about it most of the time. So when I remember, you know, it's not like I I forget, but it's like, oh, right. I'm someone who doesn't do that. Okay. Right. Right. Um, It's a very, it's a very, like a, it's a stark thing. It, it hits. Yes. I know exactly what you mean because it's. Cause it does, that's when you feel like it's fresh, <laughs> you know, like, wait, yeah. I don't drink and they do. Um, right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, um, yeah. So I, I I'll relate it. Cause I wrote another thing in this journal that I wrote in 2000. This is something I wrote in 2012 and it just so encapsulates where I was in my life. And it goes, 
you will survive though it may not be pretty. You will thrive though you may not have won. You will die, but you will be envisioned as something more than what you've done. Um, and the last line is like where it was all at as something more than what you've done. I was so, I was drowning in shame 24 seven. Like I had this tiny part of me that thought maybe someday I won't feel like I am just this, all these things that I had done because mm-hmm. I felt like a shitty, horrid, shitty person Yeah, all the time. Mm. And, um, and I don't feel like that anymore. I don't feel anywhere close to that anymore at all. It's, I mean, it's, um, I, did you listen, did you listen to the Robcast this week? No, I haven't yet. You've got to listen to it. It's the best one he's ever done. Alternative wisdom part one. But it is, it talks about how we think like, I mean, and I'm not, I'm going to do an awful job paraphrasing this, but how we think that like it's having it all together. That is what gets you closer to God, right? Like we, we do. I mean, this is what we, this is Mm -hmm. what we buy in our society. This is what we trade on is this idea that if it's just all together, then I'm closer to God. If I don't look old, if I have my tight ass, if I have my finances together, if I can go into a car dealership in my car, if I have my business together, if I've, if my house is clean, if I'm a good mom, if I'm a good sister, if I'm a good daughter, that we, that's when we get closer to God and the, and that's what we've sold everyone on this idea that good equals God. And when you really look at it, it is not then when you find God, you find God when you are a broken, fucked up mess. And when you don't think you're good enough. And when you like, when you're thick in that shame, I did, I had this awful thing happen with my mom yesterday or Tuesday. It wasn't awful. It was just, it was hard and so painful. And I was walking around just feeling like the biggest piece of shit. And then that's when you're closest to God. Like that is actually when you admit that you're a piece of shit or that you feel like a piece of shit. And then you also like allow for the grace to not, you know, to identify as a piece of shit. Um, It's just this, like it is. And it's so like, I don't know. I think it's like so beautiful that, that you can say, I felt like 24 seven shame Right. Because I think that's where you start to when you can and when you can when you can look at it and when you can own it and instead of just being in it and denying it, but actually standing apart from it and owning that this is where I am. This is where I've landed. This is how I feel. It is like the part where where grace comes in, I think. Totally. No, it totally is. And I and I can think of all those times when I felt um, the, the just cold old loneliness and emptiness and, and, you know, shame. And, and it's totally when I also felt closest to God, truly not just saying that I can look back at each time. And I know that's when it's like, um, it got so quiet that it's it like, I could feel it, yeah. you know, everything else was gone and I could feel it. I could feel yeah. God. I know. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, um, it is. And you don't always feel that in the moment. I think that's important to say, like when you're breaking, you do not feel that. But then you go back, like for me, it's always been when I go back and I look at those times, those are like, those are the most beautiful when I'm breaking and, and, and and it's, and it hurts the most. It's always that, like, I do reminisce it, um, you know, and, and miss that, 
it's the it's a thin there's a thinness to it mm-hmm. yeah I remember writing that and I remember being like I actually believed that part I will like that I would be envisioned as something more than what I'd I'd done like yeah. the fact that I even felt that way in that time is total grace yeah all right so all right so we have to like um super cruise through this last one super cruise all right let's super cruise um my home life is fine um I'm you know I count um I count I don't want to be rushed so I mean do we I, I, can, how much time do I have like two minutes I really have to, I have a client call so I really have like yeah two minutes okay um, my home life is, um, I, I'll be very quick about it then. I had an astrocartography. I don't even remember like how you, like I basically had my chart done, but based on a world map and my two home lines, the, my two biggest home lines, one runs through the, to the left of California, um, like along the coast, like literally adjacent to, from San Francisco down to, um, you know, Baja, um, and then the other home line runs like right through Rome. And um, I just, uh, you know, for me, like it's settling into, it wasn't surprising. It was, it was, aw- it was awesome. And um, so I just like, it's funny, I feel, but I really miss, I miss Rome. I feel like that's part mm-hmm. of my home. And I've been, you know, I want to buy a home in LA, but I really want to buy something in Rome. And I want to start making that. Like, it's just like life's way too short way way too short to not do the things that our heart bleeds for and my heart bleeds for that place I miss it like I I'm when I see pictures of it I have them all over my wall um and I just when I look at it it actually hurts like it's like it is like looking at a picture of of an ex-boyfriend that you are just will never get over um it's actually worse than that so um so I see it though I see that I mean I've seen that that you that you'll totally have a place there yeah, so I want to push that up on the priority list of just like how do I make that happen, and I want to live there three months out of the year, um, and just and be there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, home, um, home is great. I want, I but I I really miss my what I feel like is my my home home. <laughs> Two more weeks or three or whatever. Yeah, I know it's only a week. I'm like, how do how does one go there for just one week? Okay, I know. I go back um, in July too for three weeks, so we're okay. Uh, All right, how is your home life, baby? Home is good. I don't even have that much to say about it, other than um, you know, I love like I came back to it being like full on spring in Boston. It was like 75 yesterday after being in California, and I just I don't know. I love it here. I do. Um, I, I am toying with moving to the town next to me. What? Yeah. To Marblehead. Um, why? Um, for a few different reasons, because I, it's, I, I, nothing even that interesting, but I'm toying with that. Like I'm very interested in place as just like California is so specific and whenever I'm there, I feel like a specific way. And, um, here's, I don't know. I'm just, I am just paying attention to those, that those signals of like where I want to actually be. Cause I know where I go. I'll buy, I'll end up buying a house. I really want to have a home, you know, like we've talked about, I really want to buy a home and I want to like make a home. Yeah. So 
So we'll see. But I think I'm that's it for me. I'm sad that you're not going to live in a town that has swamp in its name. Why is it called Swamp Scott? Was there a guy named Scott? No, I need a swamp? To, I don't know. I need to figure that out because it is very funny. The fuck is a Swamp Scott? Um, <laughs> And a marble head. It's so, they're weird. Name. I don't know. I mean, I live in, like, I mean, I've always lived in towns that have San and Los and, you know, like, I don't even know yeah. what the meanings are, uh, half of them. Um, I guess Saint, 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 Franch, Saint Francis and the Angels. I don't know. Um, I live, you know, the Cats. I've lived in um, <laughs> Saint Jose, um, you know, but I, anyway, it's just really funny. Those names are, those names are interesting. Um... I'm so sad you have to go because it's only been two hours and I could just keep talking to you. No, I mean, it's so funny. I'm like trying to delay it. I'm like, I don't want this to end. Can we just keep? I know, and I'm like, I have someone texting me who needs me. Oh. But no, I could do this forever too. Okay. All right. I, I love, love you. you. Bye. Sweet.